The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. All right, it's another Friday afternoon. The weekend is here, but first we're going to get through this. Another half hour of insight and education for you. Welcome to the Disability Law Show. If you have ever or are currently dealing with a long-term disability insurer and there has been issues either getting on claim, maybe you've been booted off claim, been asked to appeal several times over. It's it's a stressful situation. It can cause you a lot of headaches. But there is a solution. First of all, calling Savannah and his team would be a good one, but uh, right off the top, you can listen to this show every Friday and get educated about your rights and the way this whole system works. Uh, Disability Law Show is what we endeavor to do each week. Contact right away. Here's how I'm going to give it to you. Phone numbers first. Toll free anytime to Savannah and his team. one 821 5900 We understand that you'll probably want to have more of a private chat on your own time outside this half hour, so that's cool. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Email is simply help at disabilityrights.ca. There's a few more uh, things I'll give you throughout the half hour, but I don't want to clutter up your mind with too much contact info. I'll give you those two off the top, and uh, we'll get to a little bit later on. But we always start off as well, Savan, with the uh, the week that was case of the day, pal. What do you got going on? Hey, John, good to be here with you and with our listeners. You're absolutely right. We're going to talk about long-term disability. We do a lot of that in our law office across Ontario. Uh, but let me let me start off with an interesting call that I had this week with this uh, uh, 51-year-old lady uh, out in Mississauga. And uh, she, she was hit by a car as she was uh, crossing a parking lot to get to her dentist's office. And she was hit by uh, a, a gentleman that was trying to exit the parking lot and he wasn't looking. Now, she was knocked to the ground. This happened, by the way, September of last year. So she was knocked to the ground. Uh, As a result, she suffered a left shoulder tear and a fractured vertebrae. She was told that this is going to be a very long recovery process by her doctors, requiring a lot of rehab. She was generally a very fit uh, lady. In fact, she had just run a marathon last wow. year, a few months before this. Yeah. So, you know, you can just imagine the impact of this on her. She now has difficulties walking, sitting, and lying down. Now, in her job, she has a family, by the way. She has three kids, uh, two adult children, and one who's still a teenager, uh, and, and of course, a, a loving husband. Uh, she works as, as, as an administrative assistant in an office. She, she goes into work. She doesn't work remotely. And she earns about $65,000 a year. Now, she has a health benefits, uh, health benefits through work, uh, including access to short-term and long-term disability benefits. The problem is that given her injuries and her discussions with her doctors, she may not be able to go back to work for a while. And even when she is able to go back to work, uh, she may not be able to do the same amount of hours that she did before. So we're talking about potential impact here for the long term. Remember, she's 51 years old. Uh, This is going to impact her potentially for the rest of her life given those types of injuries. Shoulder tears can sometimes result in frozen shoulders down the Mm -hmm. road. Uh, impairment of movement, rotation, and things like that. And of course, you know, fractured vertebrae, you're talking about a whole gamut of issues that she's going to have to deal with. So, so I mean, since the accident, uh, she's had to hire a housekeeper to help them uh, with various house chores, uh, uh, dealing with various maintenance around the house. And of course, she cannot work. Uh, She's been using up uh, a lot of uh, you know the health benefits that she has through work. Right. Uh, she also applied for accident benefits. She doesn't have automobile insurance. She doesn't drive. Uh, but in cases where you are struck by another vehicle and uh, y- you're injured, 
the insurance company for the other car has to pay you what's called accident benefits, and those include medical rehabilitation benefits, income replacement benefits, which usually will cover you up to $400 per week, about 1600 bucks a month. Again, there's a formula that is used by insurance companies, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Now, it depends on the severity of the injuries, depends if you're catastrophic, or if you are, if you have a minor injury, or if you're in between. So let's analyze this for a second, because she contacted me wanting to understand what her rights are. She's been getting accident benefits from the other guy's insurance company, but she doesn't understand sort of what her options are. And the other complicating factor here, John, is that she was on short-term disability for a while, and she had applied for long-term disability, right. mm-hmm. and she was declined. And she was declined. She was denied long-term disability with her insurance company because the insurance company said that she had applied several weeks too late. And we've seen this before, right? I call these technical types of denials. So you can understand that she's under a lot of stress. She's not earning income. Uh, There's a lot of financial stress on the family. There's a lot of other stresses on the family. And she wants to understand what her rights are. And this is not atypical. I see these kinds of issues happen all the time, these kinds of accidents. So let's break this down for people out there. Let's start with the car accident. Number one, here's what I told her. I said, look, you're getting accident benefits. That's good from the other guy's insurance company. They're going to have to keep paying that for you until such time as they determine that you no longer qualify. And that depends on the case, depends on how long you can't work, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so, so that's good. However, however, in addition to these accident benefits, she is also entitled to pursue a claim called a tort claim for compensation for pain right. and suffering, for, for future income losses, uh, for the housekeeping help that she now has to pay for, and various other things against that driver that hit her. His insurance company is going to have to pony up a lot more money uh, for her injuries going forward. Now, she asked me, as most people do, well, what kind of compensation can I be looking at? In other words, I'm now injured potentially for life. Um, I don't know yet how much progress I'm going to be able to make with all the various treatment providers, but my doctors are saying I'm going to have issues in the future. And by the way, she was told, forget about running marathons ever again. Wow. So I explained to her, look, look, I said, when we're looking at these kinds of claims, first of all, you need to know that you have two years, two years from the date of the accident to pursue that claim for compensation against the other driver. It's called a tort claim. And that means that you can look uh, to to recover pain and suffering damages, and I'll get to that in a second. Uh, You can look to recover potential income losses above and beyond what you're getting from the accident benefits insurer and uh, short-term and long-term disability. I'll get to that in a second as well. Uh, And also for a loss of income into the future. It could be a loss of competitive advantage, could be a whole slew of losses. Let me do some math for you, John. Let's say that she's able to go back to work in some capacity where she earns $30,000 a year instead of $65,000 a year. Right. She has a delta then, sorry, let's say it's $35,000 a year, just to make the numbers easy. Let's say she's losing $30,000 a year going forward. For five years, losing $30,000, she's out $150,000 minimum. Right? We're not even looking at inflation here. We're not looking at promotions, etc. If she's out for 10 years, for 10 years, she has a reduction in income of $30,000 annually. She is out $300,000, right? I mean, this gets pretty big. Add to that pain and suffering, right, for an injury like she has, in my mind, to me, in my experience, she should be awarded more than $100,000 for those kinds of injuries. What about the various expenses she's going to have to incur for rehab above and beyond what she's able to to finance through the accident benefits insurer and through her own health benefits? 
you know, she could be looking at another twenty, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars of rehabilitation she's going to need in the future. What about paying for uh, the housekeeping and maintenance? You know, what does that equate to? You know, is it two hundred dollars a month, three hundred dollars a month? Extrapolate that over the next ten years. Let's say, you can see that a claim like hers could easily get to three, four, five, six, seven hundred thousand dollars in terms of worth. Again, every case is different. I'm talking generalities here, but the point Mm -hmm. is, it is really important to understand that you need to know what your rights are. You need to understand what kind of compensation you can be owed. I can tell you right now, in her scenario. I'm almost guaranteeing that she's going to get compensation here. The question is, how do we build up the case to present it as well as possible to the insurance company to make sure they pay maximum dollar? Now, before we go on a break here, I want to deal with the LTD issue, right? She sure. applied for long-term disability. So she, she received STD, shortened disability, but then she was rejected for LTD because apparently she uh, was late by a few weeks uh, applying for LTD. Again, I call this a technical denial. Why? Because it's a very technical reason for the insurance company to have declined her. Courts have said time and time again that missing a deadline for application by a few weeks is not something that is fatal to a claim for long-term disability. I'm not talking about starting a legal claim, right? You have two years to do that from the date of first denial. I'm talking about the application itself. She just was wait. She, you know, she, sorry, she, 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 she was late by, by, by a few weeks. There is no reason why the insurance company here is going to uh, um, maintain that denial. There is just no reason for that. In my mind, no court is going to uphold it. They're going to say, what's the prejudice to you, insurance company? You should be paying. And so I explained to her that I think that we can definitely pursue the LTD insurer here. So we're dealing here now, John, as you can see, with three insurance companies or three insurance claims, rather. Accident benefits, right, for the various yeah. benefits that she's entitled to. Uh, from the other guy's insurance company. The tort claim, which is that claim for compensation for other income losses, for pain and suffering, uh, for compensation for her family, for housekeeping and all that kind of stuff that she can advance. It's a second claim. And a third claim here is against the long-term disability insurance company. Now, she doesn't have to deal with any of this stuff. I will deal with all of these insurance company uh, uh, companies on her behalf. My job, though, is to explain to the individual what their rights are, who needs to pay them what, and how we proceed to actually make that happen. Because you can just imagine she's overwhelmed right now. She wants to focus on her health. She wants to focus on her family. She wants to just have peace of mind. And to do that, I mean, that's my goal here, is to give her peace of mind, to give her family peace of mind, and to assure them that me and my team, or my team and I, are going to pursue all of those benefits and maximize the compensation that she's owed. So... The, the lesson here for people out there is that if you're injured in an accident or if you're denied by your insurance company disability benefits, please reach out to us so we can have that chat. It doesn't cost anything. It's going to cost you absolutely nothing to get this information that you need. And if you are listening right now, you're listening, it doesn't apply to you, but you know someone else who was injured. You know someone else who may have a question about any of these things. John, you often talk about uh, our website, mydisabilityquestions.com, right. how people can post questions there. Uh, for free and and myself and other people uh, other lawyers in my group answer those questions for free we are here to give out information and to help people and to represent them across Ontario please do not hesitate to get this information it's absolutely crucial so that you so that your friends your family members your colleagues can make informed decisions on how to proceed to get maximum compensation for your injuries
Right over to your emails is where we're going to go after this short break. In the meantime, yeah, that number, I'm going to keep giving it to you, one 821 5900 help at disabilityrights.ca, and yeah, mydisabilityquestions.com for anonymous questions as well. We'll continue with the Disability Law Show in a moment. Hang on. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. All right, welcome back. Disability Law Show on a Friday. Good to have you here, John Scholes. Of course, Savan Tamark and co-founding partner Sam Firu Tamark and LLP can always reach out to Savan and his team. Ready for that chat? It's really not that difficult to have get a conversation going and get some clarity and understanding about your particular predicament. So don't uh, don't hesitate to do for, uh, do so. Toll free, obviously, one 5900 Email is help at disabilityrights.ca. And for quick and concise uh, notations, notes, information about LT, variety of topics really easy to use that's the way it was designed it's called ltdfaq.ca super simple you can learn a ton and it's completely anonymous just shut down your browser and you're, uh, you're done with it again ltdfaq.ca but first email right here Savannah, comes from Rajinder says guys my mom was in a car accident Another car sideswiped her vehicle pushing her off the road and the car flipped on its side my mom was pretty bruised up has been told she has whiplash, concussion, and is terrified of driving now. She needs help around the house, and she's not been able to go back to work. What kind of claim could we make? Uh, excellent question, uh, Rajinder. I'm very sorry for what your mom has gone through, but I really appreciate the fact that you reached out. This is what I'm talking about, John. People need to mm-hmm. get this information. It's absolutely crucial. So let me break it down, Rajinder. First of all, your mom is entitled to accident benefits. We talked about that in the last segment. Those are called no-fault benefits in Ontario under the legislation that we have. And irrespective of whose fault it is, I know that another car sideswiped her vehicle, but whoever it is that's at fault, even if it was her, she would be entitled to accident benefits from her own insurance company. It's the same insurance company that's going to be paying for the vehicle uh, repairs or write-off. Same insurance company is going to pay for these no-fault benefits. Now, given the type of injuries that she has, again, I need to understand a bit more about the concussion, but... I would suspect that she's, she would fall outside what's called the minor injury guideline. And that's important because the minor injury guideline, if you have minor injuries because of a car accident, you're entitled to only $3,500 of medical and rehabilitation benefits. Whereas if you're dealing with somebody who's outside of that, not catastrophic, but outside of the minor injury guideline, you're talking about $65,000 that's available to you for up to a maximum of five years for various treatments. And she's going to need treatments, psychological and most likely physical, right? Physio, acupuncture, massage, etc. In addition to that, if she cannot work, she's obviously going to be entitled also to income replacement benefits. Those are paid unless you have uh, additional um, types of accident benefits that you've bought a, a premium policy, those are paid at a maximum of $400 per week. Generally, it's essentially 70% of your gross wages. There's a formula the insurance company uses here. So this is important. Now, you're saying that she needs help around the house. She can't go back to work, right? So we are dealing with a potentially sizable claim. By the way, when somebody tells me that they suffered a concussion or someone they know suffered a concussion, if you were to just Google the word concussion, what you will see is you will see that it is a brain injury. That's what comes up from the Mayo Clinic, from every other reliable source. The question is the significance of it. Are we dealing with something that is long, uh, you know, has long-term implications or something that somebody can recover from fairly quickly? I don't know here. And Rajinder, I hope for your, mom, your mom's sake that it's going to be a, a very speedy recovery. 
However, to the extent that she may have long-term effects because of this accident, whether it's psychological or physical or a combination of both, right. she's going to have a claim against the driver that caused the accident. And this is important to understand, and it's also important to understand that we're going to need to talk about all of those options, talk about exactly what it is that she's entitled to by way of that compensation. There's going to be pain and suffering that she's entitled to. How much pain and suffering? Well, that depends, again, on the significance of the injuries and the effect of those injuries on her life. Based on Supreme Court of Canada uh, decision from decades ago in inflation, we're talking about a maximum pain and suffering of around $400,000. It's just a bit higher than that. But again, that's usually reserved for the most serious of cases. The reason why, however, your mom's injuries here, Rajinder, can be potentially worth hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not more than that, is because of a potential income loss here or potential uh, 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 other benefits that she may require. I'll give you an example, John. Let's say somebody is paralyzed, God forbid, because of a car accident. That person now needs to go into a home or needs round-the-clock care. Uh, round care. Uh, in those kinds of very significant uh, uh, accidents, the pain and suffering may be worth two, three, four hundred thousand dollars But the damages, the calculation of what this person is now going to need by way of treatment and care and housing could easily go into the millions of dollars. And so you can Im imagine how these kinds of claims can balloon. But you need the right lawyer, the, la the right law firm to represent you, to be able to build that up, to speak with all the medical professionals, to get the right experts, to do the math, etc. It's not simple. And it's not something that I would expect Rajinder or his mother to obviously engage in. So, so Rajinder, the, the, the issue here is that she needs to get uh, accident benefits. That's 100%. That's for sure. Number two, we need to talk about a tort claim against that driver that caused the accident. And I need to understand exactly what her limitations are, what the doctors are now saying, and just based on that, tailor uh, a, a, a process that is right for her and for your family. And make sure that we, again, maximize the compensation that she and the whole family uh, is going to be getting at the end of the day from, from you know, the other person's insurance company. Rajinder, nicely done with the email, pal. I want to send you the uh, the phone number. Not that you probably don't already have it, but just in case, toll free to uh, free use for yourself and your mom, 1-855-821-5900. Let's roll down the list, pal. Danny's up next. Says, Guys, how about this? My 62-year-old father tripped and fell last week over a pothole in a parking lot outside of a store, and he was coming back from shopping there. He fell forward and hit his head on the ground hard. He got a concussion and is under observation by the doctor. He also chipped his right knee and can't move his leg right now and broke his glasses. I went the next day and measured the pothole, and it was pretty deep. It was about two inches high or deep and about a foot long. Is there any accountability for this? I'm not sure if he'll be back uh, to go to work anytime soon. He's a janitor at a local school full-time. Man, oh, man. That's a hard one. That's, uh, yeah. I mean, not hard from a legal standpoint, but Danny, that's, I, I feel for your father here. Um, my, my father is, is a bit older, and he had a fall as well a few years back, uh, and he injured his knee. So I can only imagine, you know, the toll that it's taking on your father, especially now that he has difficulty going back to work. And, and you're talking about, again, a concussion, which we just talked about. It's a brain injury. Uh, it chipped to his right knee, and he can't move his leg. I mean, horrible stuff. Look, if you measure, first of all, it's a good thing that you measured, that you went and measured. I hope that you took photographs, even videos. That's absolutely key. 
whoever's in charge of this, whether it's a city or whether we're, do we're dealing with a, a, an owner of the area, a, a company, uh, an individual, whoever it is, there's going to be insurance that is going to have to respond to a claim like this. And it's absolutely critical that we notify them of this mm -hmm. claim and of the accident as soon as possible. It's critical, Danny. And the reason it's critical is because we got to start the process now so that we can start getting uh, all the medical documents that we need in order to advance the claim for your father. Uh, Danny, if you did not get photographs and videos, please go and get them. Now look, uh, potholes. Uh, he, he says here, John, that uh, it was about two inches high and a foot long. That's mm -hmm. significant. I can tell you that I've defended claims when I used to work for insurance companies uh, for potholes uh, and, and for differential in heights between sidewalks, slabs, etc. You know, those kinds of hazards that cause people to fall. And there's always an argument, and there's case law, uh, different case law that talks about, well, how high does it have to be to constitute a danger? Yeah. Uh, how long does it have to be, etc.? That varies, okay? It can be three quarters of an inch. It can be uh, an inch and a half in, in height. I can tell you that generally anything that's over an inch and a half in height, based on my experience, uh, almost two decades doing this, will constitute a danger here. So if this thing was two inches high and a foot long, there's no question that it is a danger, and obviously we can see that it's a danger, and who knows who else would have fallen there, and who, long, who knows how uh, long this pothole was there. Uh, so, so, you know, those kinds of things are, are important because they're all facts uh, that are going to have an impact on the case at hand here. Now, we don't know exactly, again, who owns this. So one of the first things that I would do here is I would obviously want to figure out who's responsible for this parking lot. And there are services that we utilize for a law firm to understand, to know who controls this municipal address. Now, keep in mind the fact that there may be a company or an individual or even the city that owns that area and is responsible for that area doesn't mean that they're the ones who were necessarily negligent. Maybe they contracted uh, the, the upkeep of this area to a third company that is supposed to be maintaining it supposed to be looking at it, looking after it, etc. Almost like in a winter maintenance uh, situation, right, where you have somebody coming in to salt the area and to clear the snow, etc. So, so, Danny, the reason why this is important is because we need to understand who are all the potential responsible parties who did not do their job, which culminated in this unfortunate accident that injured your father. Because these entities are all going to have insurance. And these insurance companies are going to have to come to the table and pay your father compensation for his injuries and these injuries I suspect are going to be long-term injuries now when we're looking at damages again John let's go back uh, to this for a second because people sometimes miss this it's not just for you know the broken glasses it's not just for the scuffed pants it's a lot more than that when we're dealing with an injury or a series of injuries like Danny's father just just had I want to understand what exactly uh, the extent is of, of, of his concussion uh, is this something that's going to uh, uh, um, be with him for a long time? Is this something that's going to impair his memory, uh, his mood? Uh, what about his knee? Is he going to need a walker now? Is he going to need a cane? Is he going to need a wheelchair? Does he need modifications to his home now because he's going to have mobility issues? I've had those situations happen. All of that costs money. Who's going to pay for that? I'll tell you who. It's going to have to be whoever was responsible for that pothole in the first place. And we have to find who those people are. Again, Danny, you don't have to do that. Your father doesn't have to do that. This is what we are here for. 
So this is something important here, Danny. After the show, why don't we get in touch with each other? I'd love to speak with you, with your father, to explain everything. No commitment, nothing. doesn't cost anything. It will cost nothing for us to chat. I just want to make sure that you and your father understand exactly what all the options are, what yeah. needs to be done, and then your father can decide for himself how he wants to proceed with the case. Danny, you're a good man. Thanks for the uh, thanks for the note, pal. We're going to leave it uh, there for the entire show, actually, and uh, reconvene at a later date on the weekend. We'll be back too. Uh, in the meantime, you can reach out to Savannah and his team. How one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred help at disabilityrights.ca, just like Danny did. And that question, uh, that website rather to ask questions anonymously, called mydisabilityquestions.com. We'll catch you in the weekend. Another edition of the Disability Law Show. Enjoy your Friday. The preceding was a paid commercial program, unless otherwise identified. The guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.